Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 25. Don, what do you think about uh, episode number 25? 25, it's going quick. It's amazing how fast these weeks click by, my friend. A couple dozen, yeah. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about bat size and choosing the right bat. Before we do that, we're going to talk about our presenting sponsor, which is Cleated Up FP. Cleated Up FP is the tool you need to solve all your communication issues, all your communication problems. It's an app free app that you can use to communicate player to player, coach to player, teams within the organization, a lot of social media type aspects where you can post videos and accomplishments and all that kind of stuff. So check them out at cleatedup.com. One app does it all. One app does it all. We keep getting feedback from people over and over again saying how this one tool solves all their communication issues. Um, where they used to be using two or three different things. Now they can get it all done with one. Don't miss a beat. Yep. So bat size, Don, one of the things that we see a lot, especially working with younger players, my opinion is too many kids swing a bat that's too small, too light. So I wanted us to kind of get into that conversation so that our coaches can be out there making informed, intelligent uh, suggestions to the players on their teams. So I think that's one of those things, Tori, where we need a chance to experiment with bats. We need a chance to watch the kids with bats that are maybe a little bit too long or a little bit too heavy. And then also, too, we get a chance to watch them with bats that are too light, too small. Right. And there's distinct things that happen to them when they do both. You know, obviously, we as parents, especially, you know, we talk about bat prices and things like that. We tend to try and make things last as long as they can. And sometimes when we're, when we're getting started with some of the younger players in particular, their bats end up being too small and too light think they're getting the performance that they might otherwise be able to get out of them. Right. So. Well, um, you know, just common sense says a, a pretty simple thing. When a bat and a ball run into each other, it's a collision. No matter what you say, physics is part of this game. The logic of it is pretty simple. If you hit a ball with a mosquito or you hit a ball with a Mack truck, the Mack truck's going to do a whole lot more damage and hit that ball a whole lot harder. I think in some cases, we've kind of made this mess ourselves because you know, once upon a time, um, it was very, very difficult to find fast pitch specific bats and to find bats that were fairly light and, and easy to swing. And so for a while, the trend was lighter is better. And people you know, kept coming up with new designs that were um, you know, getting lighter and lighter for the, for the same length of a bat. And so you know, we started seeing bats that were minus 11, minus 12, minus 13, minus 14. So you could have a 31-inch bat that only weighed, you know, 16 or 17 ounces. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the feel for that is that they're almost hollow, right? There's, right. there's nothing there to, uh, to change the direction of the ball comfortably. Right, and it's easy to swing fast, and it feels light, and, you know, kids like it because it feels like they're swinging and doesn't uh, require a whole lot of work until they hit the ball. It's easy to manipulate, right? Yeah. And especially, you know what, and it's really not even that bad, Tori, if you hit it exactly dead center on the meat of the barrel and on the sweet spot or whatnot, but anything away from that is an absolute misery for a really young athlete that, you know, really has a hard time gripping and holding tightly the, you know, the handle as it is. When it rattles in their hand, they're done. The The end of that whole uh, setting, so if they're working off a machine or, or something like that where the ball's actually got a little momentum, it's really tough for them and they just shut that off. Whereas, uh, you know, often we're, we're seeing with some of the kids that they've got excellent hand-eye coordination. They, they can put the bat on the ball very comfortably, but if they feel like, you know, they're going to have their hands wrung, 
they're they're just not going to engage in that. We've had some really good really good situations here recently for for our kids that you know when we put a little bit more mass or a little bit bigger bat, sometimes even a little bigger than they're really truly capable of swinging in a competitive setting um, in their hands. When they feel the the stability of a, a bat that's got a little more mass in the barrel, they find great comfort and they really start right. uh, getting after it. Well, I, I've got a story for you about the uh, bees in the hands, the feeling that bad bat or the ring has on, on a hitter. Once upon a time when I was coaching at Tennessee Tech, I did uh, promotional work for Worth. Um, one of the things that they would ask us to do periodically was they would have you know four, five, six new models coming out and they would ask us to have our college kids test drive them so sure. we would you know we would get these bats that didn't have any markings on them they were just the you know the raw bat with no you know no identification except uh, on the oh, handle be one, number one two, two three, three four, four. Yeah. yeah and so they would ask us to have you know each kid take you know, 15 20 25 swings with each bat and then Give fill out a little feedback. you know a little card you know number one felt you know really solid in my hands number two felt you know really end loaded number three whatever and uh, one of the years that we did it um, there was one bat that we had to test, and I don't know for sure if it was the design or something that they were trying to see if it was going to be like a breakthrough or whatever. Um, if you didn't hit the ball square, absolutely on the sweet spot, might have had the most vibration, the most pain, the most like absolute <laughs> you know, hitter's agony you could possibly have. One of our very best hitters, you know, she hit like the first two or three and she hit them really well. And then she hit one, basically almost screamed, and the bat Threw dropped the bat out of down. her hands. Well, you know, you still got to hit like 15 more. And she says, Coach, if I swing 15 more times, I'm going to miss the ball on purpose because if that happens again, I'm going to have to quit playing softball. I'm, I'm done. And that was a college-level hitter. Right. Somebody so imagine that 8-year-old or 9-year-old that's just getting started when they have that feeling. If, if you can get a college kid to think, I don't want to hit the ball because that hurt like heck. Absolutely. <laughs> what what impact so, that has on who, those young? Who are ones? these crazy people around me telling me this is fun? Yeah. What what's what's fun in the fact that my hands aren't going to stop uh, hurting for a week? Um, I, I always think back to that because you know when we see some of these younger kids, you know you'll see that same look on their face. You know they'll, they'll get jammed up. And... One one gets in way inside and it's running right above the handle. And you know you would think that we're asking them to to do something that's just not logical. Not doesn't make any sense at all. I was going to say, and Tori, and you said at the very beginning, some of these bats are getting so light. If we, you and I, or, or anyone else was to take that same bat, as light as it is and easy to manipulate, if we had go up there and try and hit, uh, you know, a regular official ball, we would feel that same thing. Whether, right. whether we hit it, you know, off the end or off the handle, there's just nothing to them. So, right. uh, and so I, I guess the challenge is, you know, one of the questions I get all the time is, well, how do you measure a kid for a bat? How do you know if it's the right size bat for them? And um, I will tell you, there's lots of different things that people say. There's lots of different uh, old wives' tale kinds of ideas about standing with the bat out 90 degrees from your shoulder and how long can you hold it and where does it measure up on the side, on of, your the side body, of your body. And, yeah. You know, when you hang your hand your down hand. Uh, on the side... You know, where does the bat match up with your arm and all kinds of stuff. And none of those have anything to do with whether or not a bat's the right bat or not. Agreed. The The moral to the story is we want our players at whatever level they're at to be able to swing the bat that has the most mass, yes. they can swing as fast as possible. That's going to be so different for every kid. You know, you might have a five foot tall, 95 pound girl that's wiry and powerful and really can whip that ball through the zone that swings a heavier bat than a six-foot-tall girl that's you know long and slow and loopy. Um, so there is no magic formula, but what I always recommend is to test drive different bats within your team 
if you know if it's time to start thinking about is this the right bat for me kind of get a cross section of different sizes and different weights and and play around with it um, working with a hitting instructor that might have an array of bats you know to choose from that are there available for lessons start off you know swing what you're used to and then try something a little bit heavier than a little bit heavier yet maybe a little bit longer and, and play around with it until you start to find something that you're really comfortable with I think that's good advice for sure Tori and you and I have been at this for a long time and we can give in generals, you know, we should, we can look at a, a player and say, Hey, this would probably be, you know, what's best for you. But the only way to truly find out is for us to put it in their hands, to watch them and, you know, get a little feedback from them on how they felt with it. And then, you know, make very vari- uh, variations a little higher, a little lower from right. where we're at there until we find that what's just right. And often too, the, the competition level might dictate a little bit on our choice for that player, right? Um, depending on you know how high a level they're going to play and how competitive it's going to be, might help us also choose, right? right? Well, and I think that's definitely going to give some feedback. You know, the the level of play is definitely going to give you some guidance for the um, maybe the model and the uh, investment that you're willing to make. I think that the size and weight is going to still be the same whether it's a a $400 bat or a $100 bat, you know, if a kid can swing, you know, a minus 10 or a minus nine or a minus eight, whatever the length is, you know, I think that that, you know, that's what we really want to try to help them figure out. If at the end of the day, that means that they're going to get really high end, high performing bat or something that's in the middle or something that's a little bit less expensive, you know, that's their choice to make um, as, as they figure it out. There is no nice way to say it. There is an arms race in the bat world. You know, for the high-end player, they're all looking for the highest performance they can get. But one of the things that they're not necessarily paying attention to is some of that performance is going to come in picking the right weight and the right length to maximize what their abilities are. So, and I'm going to throw one more piece out there with this conversation, Tori, is that having a really good grip on our bat in the event, and we're talking about some of the younger players that may end up choosing a, a bat that... Um, they need to choke up an inch or an inch and a half in that range for us to have a grip that's really grippy, right? Right. I mean, that's it's a, got a good a, feel yeah, to it, it's but got it's got a, got a little feel. bit of padding to it also. Yeah, that allows the, the player to choke up and not feel like it's going to be slipping in their hands. Right. Because some, even some of the new bats will have a lot smoother grip and not really allow them to um, have that comfort and feel that you know some of the, the aftermarket grips might have right right? the question of bat size um, here's my rule of thumb i've always been one to push players towards a heavier bat Um, and obviously you know the vast majority of my career has been working with pretty high level players with the kids that i'm working with now you know for the younger kids that are working their way up you know i don't think there's anything wrong with a minus 11 Um, certainly we try to encourage them to get to a minus 10 as soon as possible and then as they get stronger and the kids, you know, that are really the strong, powerful, explosive athletes, you know, then we're looking at minus nine and minus eight. So again, for our listeners that aren't 100% sure what I mean with that, you know, minus eight is a bat that's 33 inches long and 25 ounces. So obviously right. that bat's going to have more mass in the hitting area. So minus eight from the length gives you the weight. Right. But playing with that idea, because what we want to have, again, is as much mass in the hitting zone as possible. And so without trying to get too far into the uh, physics of it, you know, if a ball weighs seven ounces and the bat that you're swinging has less than seven ounces in the barrel, the ball's going to win that battle most of the time. It's going to push through. Right. Yep. And it gets very difficult to drive that bat head through the hitting zone and through the ball and really exploding through the ball the way we want to. 
if we can get a little bit more mass, a little bit more weight in that hitting area, that's going to give us a lot higher level of success and a lot more hard hit balls. So the sweet spot is one of those you know, million dollar questions. It's, it's not magic, really a spot. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. not really a spot. It's a range. And depending upon the bat, it might be three, four inches wide. It might be five or six inches wide. And again, that's part of why you want to be test driving the different bats because a bat that's got a little bit bigger sweet spot, a little bit bigger hitting zone is going to give you a higher margin for error, but it isn't going to give you the same amazing return. You know, some of the bats that are the highest performers have a lot of mass in the hitting zone and they have a very small sweet spot. So if you hit the ball right on the button, it's going to go like a rocket. If right. you miss that sweet spot by a couple of inches, it's not going to go as as well. It's not going to have the same feel. Right. And in comparison to some of the other bats, it's not going to perform as well. So if you're a really high-level hitter, picking a bat that's got a small sweet spot, a small effective zone, and a lot of mass in it is going to always be your best choice. If we're a good hitter but not a great hitter, then I think we want a bat that's got a little bit more margin for error, maybe a little bit more balanced feel. So I've got you know a four- or five-inch area that I'm still going to get really good feel and really good contact out of. Yeah, since we're talking bats and weights and, and choosing these things too, Tori, we're talking about bats that are less than a 10 drop. Those bats, I think, are fine. And in particular, I think that they're good for the 11-inch ball. So the 10U, uh, the 10U leagues and things like right, that. Right, so a minus 11, minus 12. I think that they fare, they fare reasonably well with, uh, you know, with that 10U 11-inch ball. But as soon as we get to the point that we're hitting a 12-inch ball, that just as you said, you mentioned this earlier, that we need to work towards that minus 10 range or heavier, that as soon as you hit that 12-U, 12-inch ball, that you're going to have to be in a 10-drop to find any comfort with the expected performance that right. you've been experiencing. Yeah. So. And, and, and the minus 10 seems to be the choice for the vast majority of hitters, especially the kids that I would put in that good to very good range. And I think that uh, even some amazingly good hitters, excellent hitters, are still swinging minus 10. Um, I think that you're starting to see more kids going into the uh, minus 9s and minus 8s as they become really strong hitters. And again, it's it's all just the physics of what's happening. If, if we've got a bat that is 25 ounces and 33 inches versus a bat that's 23 ounces and 33 inches, that two extra inches is going to be somewhere. Absolutely. And that mass is going to then be transferred into the ball as long as we swing it effectively. Well, and I think, too, uh, to that same thought, Tori, that all of the players are conditioning and training and working and becoming more skilled at this art of hitting, that they're becoming more able to swing that minus nine and minus eight right. style bat yeah. and, comfortably and, and, and adequately. Yeah. And as you said before, I would say for those younger kids, there's nothing wrong with starting off with that minus 12, minus 11. But as soon as you start to move your way up and, and start to become a better player, as soon as it feels like you're hit, you felt like you hit the ball square, but it didn't seem to go anywhere, as soon as it looks like your daughter is swinging the bat really explosively and really powerfully, but the ball seems to be winning the battle, we definitely need to start looking at, are we swinging a heavy enough bat? You know, for all intended purposes, that's really important for everyone to be mindful of that move up. To the 12-inch yeah. ball. Right. Yeah. And so uh, just a little insider trading information. Are we going to get in trouble with the uh, softball uh, uh, softball police on this? Uh-oh. Here so we go. I've had the good fortune. I've had three different players who four times have led the nation in home runs. One had a distinct advantage because that was the one year that we had the titanium rocket launcher. 
That one. And we talked about that when uh, Whitlock was with us on Everything Fast Pitch. You know, back in the 90s, there was a one-year period where um, before we really got into the whole bat safety thing, it was kind of the wild, wild west. And a couple of the companies came out with a titanium bat. Hotter the better. And, of course, the logic was that nobody would have to worry about it because it was so expensive that, you know, only an idiot would buy one. Well, there was an <laughs> idiot that lived in Wisconsin that thought it was a good investment. Um, and it definitely paid dividends for our team. You know, it, we had a team bat, and uh, almost every kid on the team wanted to swing it. There was you know, only a handful of kids that didn't try to swing it. Now, it was technology at the time was... It was heavy, uh, It right? was heavy. It was 28 yeah. ounces. Yeah. So everybody couldn't swing it, but Jackie Aiken could, and she hit a couple of balls that I think have still not landed. Right. Um, but I had three players that uh, have led the nation in home runs. All three of them were three different bats, and not, not counting the titanium bats, so yep. three different yep. bats three different years, so three different manufacturers, and all of them had one thing in common. They were all heavy. 3325. At the time, um, I was fortunate to uh, have the ear of some people that were very influential in the bat business, some engineers and you know, the scientists that were R&D figuring this guys. stuff out. And, and I just asked him one day, I said, you know, what's, you know, what's the magic wand? What's the weapon of choice? Everybody around the table said, a kid who can swing a 3325 in fast pitch is going to have the best tool they can possibly have. That's the advantage. Yeah. Um, I said, well, what about a 34? And they said, well, a 34... 26. Right, would be a 26. But the problem is to get the same... And again, I don't want to get too far in the weeds with the, the math and the physics of it. To get the same amount of mass in the hitting area with a 34-inch bat, you had to get up to like 28 ounces. You know, the magic of that 3325 is it's the right length to get as much mass as possible in that hitting zone, that effective hitting area, the sweet spot. For kids that really are you know, aspiring power hitters, I'm just going to tell you flat out that, you know, non-scientific testing is I've seen a bunch of kids swinging that 3325 um, you know, over the course of the last, you know, 20 years with you know different uh, size kids, different body builds, hit 25 and 26 and 28 home runs a year. All different manufacturers. All different manufacturers. And if you lined those three kids up, you'd go, yeah, I can see it from her. She, she looks like a power hitter. She looks like somebody that would lead the nation in home runs. And one that you would look at and say, she hit what? How many? Huh? How? So, and, and again, I don't think those scientists were lying to me. Those engineers weren't lying to me when I asked them. So they said 3325. Now, not every kid can get there. But the thing that I wanted to mention about it is I think that there are a bunch of kids who could if they knew it would help them. Right. And that's the, the thing we're talking about is you got to try these things, right? Right. And so now the challenge is not every dugout's going to have a 3325 in it for you to swing. Some of that might be a little bit of a leap of faith and you might need to transition. So right now, if you're swinging a 33 minus 10 or a 34 minus 10, before you buy another 34, find somebody who's got a 33 minus 9 and try it. Sure. And then if that feels good, the difference between the minus nine and the minus eight is not going to be something that's going to overwhelm a, a kid that's strong enough to swing it. Well, and I think uh, to add to your point there, Tori, is we've had a lot of college athletes that are extremely tall that never leave a 33. Right. Right? It's not like you have to go to a 34. Right. Question always is, well, that extra inch, it's got to give you more reach. Well, it doesn't really change the area that you're hitting the ball in enough to make it worthwhile. And for what we lose in the dynamics of the design and, and where the mass is, that extra inch I don't think pays off for a lot of hitters. And of course, unless we're going 33, I'm sorry, 34 minus 9 or 34 minus 8, then we're getting close. For a 34 minus 10 or a 33 
minus eight. I'd take the 33 minus eight every day of the week. So coaches, test that theory for me. Find out if it still holds true. Um, But I know that there's a handful of college coaches that I think are hitting geniuses that I think will back that theory up. One thought I've always had, you know, when when kids talk about what size bat they want to swing, when you tell them to try something that's different than what they're used to, like, oh, that's too heavy. Oh, I can't swing it. How do you know? Right. And the other thing is I've done this a couple of times. Put a piece of tape over the number on the knob so they don't know for sure what size it is and what weight it is. You know, don't let them measure it out or anything. Just put it in their hands and say, hit it. And they're all balanced a little different. Yeah. 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 But uh, I've yet to have a player who could tell me, well, this is a 33 minus 10 and that's a 33 minus 9. And more times than not, they, whether they're even capable of swinging it when they hit it, they're like, wow, yeah, this was, this was something special. Too many, too light. That's the moral of the story, especially if we've got younger kids. As they move their way up, as they start to get better and better, let's start looking at moving them up into that minus 10. Um, and I think they can stay in minus 10 for a long time. I think you can go yep. up to 33 at minus 10 and, and really have success. And once you start to get to be a really strong hitter and you're in a 33, then I think I would always recommend go heavier, don't go longer. So Don, anything else about the bat size conundrum? The bat size conundrum? Don't think so. I'm just excited about all the nice products that they've got out. I hate that they're as expensive as they are, but it sure gives uh, you know all the athletes a lot of choices and options. And right. For our listeners that uh, did not listen to everything Fast Pitch this week, Coach Don and I talked about uh, the cost aspect of it, so we're not going to go back into it today, right. um, but how when you buy an expensive bat, you're paying for the performance, not the durability. So if you want to know anything more about that, check out our uh, last podcast of Everything Fast Pitch. Got to go back and forth. Got to check them yeah, all out. check it out. So um, as always, please let us know what your uh, questions, concerns, and ideas are. We're always looking for ideas for coach prep and for everything fast pitch. Coach Don and I want to make sure that we're talking about things that you're interested in and want to make sure that we're touching on topics that help you in your search to become a better coach and a better player. So uh, for Coach Don McKinley, this is Coach Tori Atchison in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening to episode number 25 of Coach Prep. And don't forget, check out Clean It Up FP. Our presenting sponsor, Clean It Up FP, is a free app for your phone. It's going to solve all your communication needs. Thanks for listening to number 25. We'll talk to you again next week.